We here at Sports Best Friends want to begin each episode by acknowledging the Gadigal and Camaragal peoples, the traditional owners of the lands on which we record. We also acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you all are listening, always was, always will be. of Sydney, Australia, comes two energetic Aussie commentators. Ben, aka Cardi B, is a budding expert in NBA collectibles and a longtime NBA fantasy sports winner. Big T is a rookie to the whole game, wanting to grow and learn over the season. Join them on their season of exploration here on Sports Best Friends, a member of Brooklyn Netscast Media. Sports Best Friends NBA Fandom, a podcast as excited about the NBA as Buller Mills. I'm T, views of my own, and I'm recording these views on the Patrick Zoom Ewing hotline. And on the court, waiting for tip-off is my boy, Cardi B. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Good to be uh, into the season. Now, you are, you? you're smiling Close. for a bunch of reasons. First of all, obviously, winning. Second of all, you're looking at me and my bizarre new setup. I'm sure I sound really great to everyone at home and everyone's thinking, geez, T, what happened from last week? From the first week, the second week, the third week, it's just gangbusters. Well, guys, I'm now, I'm in the, uh, I'm in a car uh, and it's pretty late at night. So, so poor old Cody B is staring at me in, in what could only be described as a Halloween setting on Zoom uh, with my iPad illuminated under my chin. But uh, it's, it's, it's a time and that's the kind of stuff we do for everyone who's listening. But uh, that, that I'm sure is not the only reason you're smiling. Is that, you've got other reasons to be smiling this week, Cody? Not, not overly. I mean, uh, yes, your your creepy your creepy look that you have going on is um, is one of them. But um, I I I felt a little bit like a kid on Christmas at the at the start of the week, uh, even though I got the day of the game starting wrong on last week's podcast. <laughs> so everyone um, comes here, mate. Facts. It's cleared, the facts. <laughs> I cleared my Tuesday schedule only to find out that the game started on Wednesday. But anyway. <laughs> That was good fun. Yeah. Um, how was your how was your pre Christmas opening celebration? It was uh, great. So I um I deleted all of Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I'm not on Facey, so I deleted all that off my phone because I knew I was going to be at work all day. I did have the evil thought of just you know streaming it on my phone or, or my laptop, but I thought everyone in Australia, everyone's slowly actually going back to work, so I should probably try and done very little for the last four months. So I should try and do something. You know, productive while I'm there. So I didn't deleted everything and amazingly got through the entire day. Uh, I even messaged my beautiful wife who who doesn't who cares more about basketball than she does about football. Um, and Ben sometimes just has nuggets of of amazingness about football, about my football team. So I messaged her saying, look, you may not you probably haven't, you shouldn't have gone and found out the result for today, but just in case you did and you wanted to like surprise me by saying how great it was, please don't have watched it yet. So I go through the entire day, sat down, watched it one and a half times speed um on KO on our streaming service here in Australia. Um and hated it, hated it to bits. But look, we'll get to the game in a sec. Um so I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I changed a lot of my daily, I was thinking about it all day avoiding my phone. It was a great day. Unlike Christmas, I guess, where you're just trying to see people all day I was 
seeing people at work going, that person might know something about something, so I'll just quickly you know, jump into another corridor so they don't say anything. Um, and, I was, and I was trying to talk to you and your brother at some stage as well um, to backyard just about different things and was petrified that one of you was going to say something. So I also stopped talking to you two at about midday. Oh no, it would have been about 9.30 because I was worried you're going to start talking from 10.30. But it was great. It was a thoroughly enjoyable experience and it showed that I really cared, um, which is probably the theme of this podcast for me today. Um, Love it. Did you, did you do something special for it other than um, move all of your business things around? Well, I actually had the kids because I thought I was good. Oh, so you were <laughs> fucked. You couldn't undo <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so I uh, I c- probably didn't watch as much as I wanted to. I watched bits yeah. and pieces of of different games, um, but it was it was a it was uh, it wasn't a great opening day, I guess. But um, it was a little scrappy, I thought. But uh, in terms of just the NBA being back, um, was great. Um, and then and then I found myself sort of thinking, well, what do we do? What do we do now? Now we start talking about who's going to make the playoffs, and it's like maybe we just need to like enjoy some of the games. Cause right. there was some great games. There was some great games this week. There was a, uh, a Boston, New York game. It, it was hold on, hold on. You're too far ahead. I love that. We asked Sorry. about our weeks. And, <laughs> we asked about our weeks and all we did was Straight talk about more. basketball, which is great. And, and I love that, but for just for cleanness. Seconds. Bryant for the win. First week's done. Tell me before you start talking about that incredible um, Knicks Boston game and things like that. Tell me about how the Suns went this week. Uh, well, today, today he kind of changed. If we recorded this yesterday, I would have felt good. Today, I don't feel so good. So I haven't so, seen your games today. What happened today? Okay. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give a recap. So Suns Denver opening, um, Jokic, uh, Jokic, God, I'm getting him confused with the tennis player, um, was, <laughs> was amazing. Uh, and he's, uh, he's headed for a big season. So him and then um, Will Barton was back. Um, who had sort of 20 points um, and was missing from most of the playoffs last year. So um, they were really good against us. They, we lost that game. The Suns lost that game, shot 40% to the field. I can't win a game uh, when you shoot 40%. Um, and then we went into the Lakers kind of game, and that was crazy. Uh, that was so spiteful. From the, I watched the whole game from the mm. opening tip-off. It was really, really spiteful. And then obviously everyone would have seen that um, the Lakers turned on themselves yeah. Uh, with Anthony Davis and, and Dwight Howard. Uh, Magic Johnson tweeted saying, I've never seen that in 42 years of, of Lakers. And I love that uh, you're, so, you're bringing up tweets as well because now that's like your MO as well. We're all That's where I am. That's, while we're I am. At, that's right. And while we're here at Mike GA, Mike uh, uh, 2020, he tweeted, in a fight, people always hold back the guy you think will win. And that's why you saw Dwight Howard being held back by Rondo because he knew Anthony Davis would have been sparked out. And I just loved, first of all, that that expression sparked out. And second of all, that's true. When he, that whole, that whole thing, because they've played it a thousand times. I also watched that game and, and Anthony Davis is following Dwight Howard across the court. Dwight's obviously ignoring him. He sits down. He's, uh, to me, appears to be gesturing to tell him, sit down and talk to me. If you're going to talk to me about this, sit down. And Anthony does, and he stands over top of him. Eventually stands up and grabs his arms. And Dwight's so perplexed to see him being grabbed. And then everything gets pulled apart. But it was just amazing. I just loved watching because I also watched it a thousand times. I just loved watching everyone else eventually. Like, what does LeBron do in that situation? What's Ronda? What's everybody? What's the coach doing that in that lead up? Once the melee starts, everyone pulls in. But how did you see that whole? I know we're, I'm trying to talk about the Suns game, but we've got to get through this because everyone's talking about this bit. What? How did you see that? Uh, I don't think I've seen that that blatant kind of um, disagreement with teammates. Like, you know, it happens, and it obviously happens behind closed doors or in a locker room. 
uh, which is, you know, reported, but I've never seen it on the sideline like that. So it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. Uh, it was a reflection of the game. It was a really chippy game, like at each other the whole time. Uh, LeBron said to campaign something about don't gloat because you weren't even in the league like 18 months ago. It was just that kind of game. So I love the rivalry. Uh, and, and so, yeah, that's, that's great for basketball. I would be, I, I think I said this on the first podcast, I, you know, I expect the Lakers to go 500 in the first 20 games and um, they, they've got to work it out. Russ was much better in this game, but he was filling up his stat line, like just trying to get a triple double. It was just, it was horrendous to watch at the end where he's like three seconds to go. He passes to a guy to get an assist. Like it was just one of those, you know, things. And and that it, for me is everything that's wrong with the Lakers where you have all these guys that are really trying to position themselves as the top dog and where, uh, they just don't know who it is. Um, the one thing that did, I guess, the melee kind of, well, I call it that, but it wasn't really the the shoving match. The only thing that it just covered up was the Rondo uh, exchange with the with the fan. And I don't know if you caught that, but um, Rondo at some point was getting sort of jawed at by a courtside fan and went up to him afterwards and put his fingers in a in a gun position and shot him tw- shot the fan twice and the fan slapped Rondo's hand away and. Uh, was ejected um rightfully so you can't touch the players but i mean the fact that rondo is doing that in itself is just such a bad look for the league and and so that was hardly reported uh and um as as much probably not even as much as anything else that happened that day so it'd be interesting to see if there's any fallout from that i think the lakers are i don't want to play them in the playoffs but like right now they're a bit of a mess and they're they're an injury or two away from like being in real trouble and also lebron in that thing had a bizarre um, time where they went in offense and he just stayed in the backcourt mouthing off at the bench and just hanging out there. It was that, that really surprised me because the majority of my um, basketball knowledge is coming from documentaries and 2k. And if I did that in 2k, I would have lost like a whole bunch of points of, you know, how are you going? Cause it'd be like, um, like there's things about timing and how long you're in one half and then losing your, um, your player. And yeah, it's just bizarre. I just couldn't believe strange. that he would do that at, at, at any stage. And then all of these, as everything that happens with LeBron, a thousand tweets were then launched about how Kobe and Jordan would <laughs> would never behave like that because everything he does gets compared to those two blokes. But what what was that? Other than getting beat, what was doing there? I, I have no idea. I've never seen okay. that before either. It was it was one of those things that was just it was perplexing. And I think at some point the Lakers were down thirty. Uh, and then I think the final score was 10 by 10, right? But they were, they were plus 17 in the last quarter. Like Phoenix had kind of sh- shut up shop. So they were down 27 at the start of the, the, the fourth quarter. And they just, they're just a mess. Um, but they'll get, it, they'll get it together, I'm sure. Uh, but it was just, there were so many instances out of that game that I just, <laughs> just shocking. So as a Suns fan, I was pretty happy because we yeah. obviously won and we won pretty comfortably. Um, and Mikhail yeah. Bridges is one of the worst guys to be losing to because he has such a fantastic smile. Smirk, right? And he was so good in that game and just had so many, um, yeah, great shots, great looks, great um, cuts that, that ended either in baskets or, or baskets for someone else. And yeah, his whole smirk, his whole vibe was would have been shitting me off to tears if I was on the other team or the opposing fan because he just looked like he was enjoying himself way too much. Very much so. We, uh, I, I posted on a chat uh, that I was on um, with a group of, of people saying um, the Lakers are really easy to hate this year, right. uh, and th- that was what that was kind of how I felt watching the game. 
and uh, and and kind of left the game on a bit of a high. I was like, that's a, that's a great win for us. Um, and then we went to Portland today and got absolutely owned. Um, oh, no. we, we were down 25 at the half. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I turned it off after. When we, when we, down, we, we went down 27 at one point, and so I just switched it off. And um, Aiton was horrendous, um, hasn't been great the first three games. He was minus 23 today. Uh, on the court, CP3 was minus 29. Um, we just got we just got killed today. And admittedly, CJ McCollum and, and um, Lilla were really good, but we were just terrible. And and a lot of that effort just wasn't there. So I don't know if coming off the Lakers kind of high yesterday and then trying to back back up, that was probably part of it. But so we ended up the week of one and two. Um, I don't feel great, but I mean, we played well against the Lakers, so I'll take that. Can you explain? I love that measurement where they have a plus minus measurement. Do you know how they calculate it though? Yeah, so it's how what was basically what was the score when you were on the floor? Um, oh, so, geez. so if you were minus twenty nine, that means that your team got outscored by twenty nine points while you were on the floor during that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so each individual player would get a minus or plus score uh, based on the based on their time spent on the court. That's fantastic. Okay, I love that because that's another thing I see in two K all the time and just. I could see what the assessment was, but couldn't work out how they were doing it and knew that it was valuable and that I always wanted to be positive, but couldn't work out how. Um, okay, great. And then, I mean, CP3, oh no, Devin Booker, he, he'd had that horrible time where he had that, such a train wreck of the end of a season where he just had to do everything. And by train wreck, I just mean he was in every carriage and had to run through all of them. Um, and now he's come back. It, did he have, did he have, COVID? No. Someone, there's a bunch of people who had COVID who had difficulties, but maybe not him. But anyway, he's he's come back. The the coach, your coach dude said he's not too worried about book, um, unquote. But the he does look a bit off. Like I'd, I'd be interested in what his positive negative is at the moment. Plus uh, he was yeah, he wasn't too bad um okay. throughout any of the games, but uh he's he came he broke his nose at the end of last year and it really threw him off um he had his nose broken in the playoffs and that really threw him off and then he's had a long season he played in the olympics uh, etc uh i'm not really worried about him he play he doesn't play with a whole lot of um expression um so it really comes down to is he getting his shots and he made some nice shots today but we just got we just got out hustled today Aiton was Aiton, uh, i don't know i worry now about the contract thing i don't know whether it's hanging over his head mm. and he's trying too hard but he really was missing today, so um, I, it's fine. We'll we'll see we'll see how we go over the next couple of weeks. So, because I watched I watched those games. I watched a lot of games uh, on on that streaming service, but I only watched them as minis, like in thirty minute thirty minute highlight um, games. And he looked good in the second game. He looked good against the Lakers. It may have just been that that Anthony and and Dwight Howard weren't doing much in the paint, and so it made him look good. He got a lot of offensive rebounds. Well, some more than the Lakers, and so that that's why I was thinking he was doing a good job. But um, anything else then about the Suns before we move on to the the team of the decade? No, let's move on and uh, hopefully have a more positive things to talk about next week. <laughs> yeah, well, I from the from where I was today, I think we're one and one. Am I right about yeah. that? Yeah, great, great. Yeah. So first game we played the Bucks, and they they're obviously excellent. They're still excellent. They they're actually a bit weird their second game, but they were excellent in, in this game. And and as I said earlier in the in the pod, I can confirm I really cared. So I was making loud noises, particularly at offensive rebounds. They fucking kill me. Um, 
And and when I did my small stint in coaching, all I would talk about is rebounds. Like we defensive or offensive was all about rebounds. And so I'd kind of forgot that I did that with kids. And so then when I was watching it with adults, I was like, fucking box out. I mean, I would never say that to a kid, but in with adults, I'm like, fucking box out. There's three of you against one. And, and you all know it's going up and you all know that it's going to be fucking Giannis and he's going to tip in straight away. He's not going to like turn around and, and give it to somebody else who fucking and won you. So it's just so frustrating to see them fuck up offensive rebounds. But um, obviously the sports best friend of the game was Patty or Pat that three mils because he was fucking unreal. He had all these great records, weird records that he um, made fun of as well afterwards uh, where, where one of the reporters said, are you aware that you're the first person to do seven from seven threes on a debut um, and there's some other caveat and he was like yeah what else like wearing black shoes born as an Aries like how many bits do you need to put in there before I become which I thought was cute they didn't take it seriously at all uh, at Brooklyn Nets cast they tweeted Patty Mills on his debut 21.7 from seven from three he's so underrated an absolute sniper I can assure you he's not underrated on this pod and at Brooklyn Nets blue tick Patty has attempted seven threes. Patty has made seven threes. That's tied for the NBA record for the most in a debut with a new team. So there's all these little uh, wrinkles. Let's still make it cool. And at Mario underscore Siegs tweeted, uh, I love this little uh, this little chat they had together. Uh, he tweeted, well, the, that first game has made it very clear. Oh, no, no, no. This is the second game. This is the second game. I'm oh, sorry. I'm in the wrong spot. Uh, Patty went on. So, so Bucks were great. Everyone was was worried at KD. I just also thought Harden was trying so hard. Uh, and my whole knowledge of Harden is just watching highlights of him playing for the Rockets, just absolutely fucking nailing threes from the the halfway paint, you know what I mean? And just putting on great handle and then bombing threes. So to see him out there just working so hard, I guess taking on some of Kyrie's um, ball movement things and trying to put Claxton in with those lobs it just didn't seem like any of them worked and that poor bloke clax has just had us had an absolute clangor in that first one and still played like shit in the second one uh i don't know what's doing with that but i'll talk about the second one because uh oh no sorry mario's one was about this one he's, he's tweeted so much in this i've got heaps of his tweets uh with that first game has made it very clear that the nets fans uh, and of course i can prematurely ex- and oh. well that first game has made it very clear for Nets fans, and of course I would not be prematurely exaggerating here at all when we say Patty Mills should be starting ahead of Joe Harris. Now, I don't know Joe Harris, except for the fact that a lot of Nets fans gave him got shits with him in the um, playoffs last year for missing threes. What's your quick take on Joe Harris? Uh, he's a good shooter, doesn't get enough of the ball, can't create his own shot, basically. So he's fine when there's three guys who can play make around him. Okay. Uh, he's... He was on my fantasy team this week. He was dropped about an hour ago. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> no my take on, that's my take on, that's, that's my take on Joe Harris at the moment. Uh, at Jack Manuel, he tweeted, if Paddy Mills ran me over in his car, I'd say thank you. And I'm all about that tweet. Uh, and then, yeah, look, Clax looked nervous and, and people were talking about that. At Nets for two, he said, I'll say it, I'm absolutely hated watching Claxton play tonight. And what I loved about Aaron Sweet there was he didn't he didn't have a go at Clax. He wasn't saying that Claxton was shit. He just said, you know, he's seen a lot of pain watching him, which is a really nice way to put it. Uh, but the Bucks look great on boards and from a whole bunch of spots. I'm really glad, though, that, that Giannis was fucking threes because if he can nail threes, the entire league is screwed, but he did brick about three or four of them, thank God. Um, Net, at Nets Daily tweeted something that also needs to be said is Giannis Anacombo is noticeably better. 
Did you did you notice that about him as well? Does he look like he's already there for you? Like he's not warming into the season or? Yeah, there was a, there was a quote at the end of last year where he said, "No matter what happens from here, no one can take this away from me." And I think there was a concern that that meant that he wouldn't come back with the same sort of fire that he had last year to win mm. the title. And he was a beast. He was huge uh, in that first game. So he he just went and got whatever he wanted, and and it didn't really matter who they had guarding him. He just went straight to the basket. He was just he's just uh, going from strength to strength. And if he does. He does get his three-point percentage up. I mean, look out for the league because he's just – he's unstoppable. They they made a couple of nice additions, the, um, the Bucks as well. The second game, I know you mentioned it, they played Miami and got blown out. They had mm. five of their regulars sit. So, I mean, it's an anomaly yeah. game. Um, but um, they, they brought back George Hill um, from, from San Antonio. He played for them previously. And um, – and they brought back uh, – they brought in Grayson Allen, who's a really good shooter. So you put those guys around around Giannis. I mean, they look pretty good. So In that first game bracket, um, Chuck, uh, uh, at Chuck Guarantees tweeted, Lakers and Nets coming together for a single game regular season loss, but it doesn't matter because they're going to be meeting in the finals anyway, uh, which I loved because, as you said, people are already talking about playoffs before, you know, after week one. <laughs> Uh, but it also meant that Skip Bayless, at real Skip Bayless, or the sad sniff Bayless, as I like to call him, because he just, it's so sad. He tweeted, if LeBron could shoot like this consistently, meaning his threes, he'd be Kevin Durant. And I just love that he can't let him have an ice game where he played well, shoots long, uh, has a swipe for KD. I thought, by the way, just before we start talking about um, the net second game, KD is so good. I mean, everyone already said it was really good. I've seen highlights where he looks good. Whatever, but now that he, now that I'm actually watching a team where my win loss depends on him, holy shit! I was just I was constantly hoping he'd get an ISO and everyone got the fuck out of the way so that he could bop, he could do a mid range, he could drive it to the bucket. And now I understand he's unguardable because he's he's launching from anywhere he wants, uh, and then he's also rejecting people. Like there's so many times where he blocked people. It was just so good. Anyway, that was more in the second game, but um, in that first game bracket, I just wanted to quickly talk about. Did you see as well the Steph? Curry game. I know that the Lakers played them and then he had two incredible games. The first game, people were a bit, what's going on with Steph is not great, while he had a triple-double and then the second game he scores like 25 points in the first quarter at, at Paige Bouchette's, Bouchette's um, uh, Blue Tick Paige Bouchette's one. She said watching Steph Curry is art and I know we keep I almost want to put in a tweet each week about how basketball is art. Did you get a chance to see Steph at all, even in highlights from that first or uh, first two games? I watched that. I watched that Clippers quarter. I didn't see the first all of the first game, but I watched that Clippers quarter, that first quarter, and that was just that was vintage Steph. I mean, that's mm. like well, I've seen that before. He just comes out and he just doesn't miss. And uh, he's, he, I think he ended up with forty five points or something. But it, like when he's like that and when he's hitting it like that, I mean, it's the best thing to watch. Like even as he's any, I think we, he had a game. I mentioned this as well previously in the preseason where he went for 45 and Mm. it was like that. Like, it's so cool to watch because nothing, no one can guard him. He knows it's going in. He just puts it up from anywhere. It's, it's seriously amazing. Um, He's, he's not KD. He's not Giannis, but he's in that, one B tier when you put those two guys in front of him without a doubt. And you, he's probably going to have an MVP type season. That's for sure. And it's fantastic that, that this sport can have dominant players like those three and all three of them are not at all the same. There's a noticeable yeah. difference between how Giannis Durant and Steph all play. 
Uh, and without, if, if you couldn't see their bodies or see their faces, but you just had some kind of vision of how they were moving and, and what kind of game they were playing, you'd be able to in, like identify who which one of those are just because of how differently they play it. And yet they're, they're dominating players on, on each of their um, teams. So our second game, I was so fucking nervous, because particularly considering we lost and I really didn't want to watch a whole bunch of, like I was so tired of my stupid life of watching teams that constantly lose. And I was petrified that I'd now somehow put the mocker on this poor Nets team. Um, but they were fantastic in the second game. And when I say fantastic, I mean, they weren't. We won and it was really challenging the entire game because we have only been leading in my very small Nets career, have only been leading for 48 seconds over two games. And so that's a lot of, that's a lot of bullshit to sit through and a lot of shouting at screens or making groaning sounds. Um, Paul Claxton in that second game only played 16 minutes. And for a, for a game that, that do 12 minute quarters, 16 minutes is a really small amount of time for a starter. Uh, and Aldridge ended up playing 22. Paddy played 30 off the bench. So that's obviously um, Nash is happy to see that something's working and he just leaves it out there. Whatever he had on paper to, you know, this is, this is what our substitution thing was going to be. He's happy to throw it out. Uh, and Blake Griffin's also playing really well in that big body. Cause I know that, the Nets are, I've learned from listening to, to commentary, are a switching team. Anytime they get into a pick and roll, they switch, except for Patty. Patty seems to chase through, and I don't know if that's, he's told to, he's got the speed, so he needs to push through, but it, it often then fucks Aldridge or Griffin, or they end up finding a, a guy because because he doesn't always switch. I'm not sure that they remember that Patty doesn't switch, or I'm not sure. Maybe I'm overreading it, or that is something that they're fucking up, but there were a lot of open guys when Patty was on because he doesn't switch. He chases, he pushes through screens. Um, but so fucking good. And then Kevin Durant in that game got his triple-double. And essentially, I know Aldridge got the go-ahead dunk um, from an incredible pass from Harden. But 36 points, sorry, 36 minutes, 29 points, 12 assists, 15 rebounds, a block, a steal, 9 from 20 from the field. Like, it's just, it's fucking bullshit. And considering he gets doubled most of the time, he's almost at 50% from the field. Incredible. Did you get a chance to, to watch that game or see the highlights? Uh, yeah, I saw bits of the game. Uh, I think, you know, that's what I expect from KD, to be honest. I think LaMarcus Aldridge saved the Nets uh, the way that he played because they're otherwise they're in trouble. Um, and and it's not something that can be done for the rest of the year. You can't rely on the guy that retired, like semi-retired last yeah. year because he had heart problems. So they need to find a solution. They pro- I, most surprising last year was um, uh, Brown, um, who played for you guys, um, played for the Nets, and he hasn't played any minutes yeah. as far as I know. No, um, so I don't know. He he defended um, out of position last year, and he was good. So when you've got older guys like Griffin, like Griffin, um, Millsap, and uh, LaMarcus, all pretty much a power forward, a traditional power forward who can sort of shoot now. But uh, I don't know how that works when you want all three of those veteran guys on the floor at the same time with mm. the spacing and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But yeah, that was it. Was a, it was an exciting game? I think what four minutes to go, you guys were down still, and it didn't. I I genuinely didn't feel like Brooklyn was going to win that game, so it was a nice one to get away with. That's for sure. We went on a huge run. It was a sixteen and nil run or something like that, which is why they at happened. the end. Yeah. Mm, um, yeah. But I'm going to call him for a, a time, and I'm sure you can now hear the rain pouring over my car, just in case anyone didn't believe I was sitting in my car. It's now raining here. Uh, Lamar Benji Marshall Aldridge. Now American fans won't know that, but you should look him up because he's an absolute goat. But uh. You, you'll understand the, uh, uh, Cardi, you'll understand when I read you these tweets. At Def Pen Hoops, Lamar Aldridge turned back the clock in crunch time. At Lucas underscore Kappel. And I can't imagine what it feels like for Lamar Aldridge, game winning and one dunk, and an electric 
Philly environment four months after thinking he was done with basketball due to uncontrollable circumstances. So happy for him. Now, if that isn't a Benji Marshall narrative, then I've never heard one because those exact tweets could have probably been written just with Benji Marshall's name. Um, and so it's so great that I've also now found the uh, future immortal in my basketball team. But the game was summed up beautifully by Ad Brooklyn Nextcast, who said, takeaways from the Nets wins versus Sixers. Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. Lamar Aldridge is healthy and can continue to uh, con- contribute this season. Patty Mills is a sniper. Nick Claxton is absolutely struggling in his larger role. And Joel Harris, Joe Harris needs to regain his confidence. Now, there's a couple of things I love about that because none of it was shitting on players. Uh, it's Claxton who needs, and, and Joe Harris who both needed to be better, are put in really nice ways, just struggling with his larger role and gaining more confidence. They're really lovely ways of putting it rather than just straight out shitting on people. Um, like our friends Sniff Bayless might do. So it's great um, It's great to see that we found such a great community that, that that does that. And just a quick big shout out to my guys for this super cute exchange, which I thought was the one I was going to read before. At Mario underscore Siegs, he said, congratulations to at Regularly Wrong and at Brooklyn Nets AU. S, you have, uh, you better have hefty checks for Danny Green in the mail. Because obviously he thought Danny Green through that game because he did he did throw a lot of bricks towards the end but at regular Ron to about just saying strange way to spell Lamar Aldridge because he was as I suggested the sports play sports best friend and I think Patty Time at regularly Ron also agrees. Jordan open Chicago with the lead okay fantasy you, you brought it up a few times how did your fantasy team go this week? We're going to focus a bit on you. Did, are you happy with that win? Because I know you're upset or worried or how'd you go? Uh, we've got So we've got another day to go. So oh, okay. yeah, our, our finish is on uh, Monday. So tomorrow tomorrow afternoon, um, I'll know. Um, I'm about 100 points up with a day to go and I've got two, I'm, I'm down two games. So it probably just, it, it's, it'll go down to the wire. Uh, it's, it's been okay. Uh, it's been okay. I made, I made, I took advantage of the matchups and I, and I uh, mentioned it earlier. I had Joe Harris. I dropped Joe Harris yesterday. I picked up uh, a player today. Um, and that way I could then drop that player today and pick up oh, another player wow. for tomorrow so that I've got extra games in my schedule. Um, and then I've got my acquisitions for next week. So um, I, I hold this player for the next two days and then I drop him again for a player that's got like two or three games and then i do it again later in the week wow. and i can use my acquisition so it's all uh it's all happening <laughs> i like your i like your uh your enthusiasm for that's it. great that's, a- <laughs> that's that's maths that's maths in in it's nba the it's, smart. it's the only way to do it really if you if you um i always have one ross spot open that i rotate like literally every day um, or every couple of days so that I can make the most of getting games on that week. So wow. uh, that's, that's kind of how it, that's a secret. Uh, I shouldn't, shouldn't say it on here, but that's, that's okay. Yeah. Well, that, uh, so that's a reward for anyone listening. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, so I think I will, I will win this week. Um, I got um, my, my opponent has uh Jokic who only had two games this week and also had Westbrook who had that terrible game at the start of the week. So um, so hopefully that'll come come through. Um, it was yeah, it was it was a good week. Are you are you reporting on yours? How did your yeah, yeah, first yeah. week go? I don't know. I also don't think mine's finished yet. Um, I think yours mine's similar to yours. He's still got six games. I've still got four. I'm versing yep. serial thrillers at the moment. He's just had a baby, so shout out to him. Um, it, it's projected that I'm going to win, and I'm currently up by about 200 points. 
Steph Curry, obviously, he has Steph Curry, and that and and that made me extremely nervous because uh, James Harden in his first game wasn't great. But I've also got KD. So KD has had a blowout, and also Valenkunas, Jonas yeah. Valenkunas, um, playing for the Pelicans, has just pulled out you know a huge a huge couple of games for him. He's got 101 points so far. So I'm loving that. Uh, and Anobly's been great as well, and so has and even LeBron James. Uh, has been has been good. Uh, I mean, because uh, I'm also just looking at how they're versing their their like direct person, and, and they're all, almost everyone's winning except for Clint Capella, who I watched their game and he was great. Um, that Falcons game, I can't remember which one I watched, but he was fantastic in it. And so, uh, obviously, it might be a bit of a Mills thing where they can be playing well, but it doesn't necessarily match up straight away with the fantasy ness. Yeah, he. I I actually posted to my group when I was watching that Capella game because um, I traded him before the season uh, started and he had like the eight points and eight rebounds um, in the space of like seven minutes and everything that came off came to him and he was it was on fire and he had like a bunch of points before the halftime and then he went to sleep uh, so <laughs> okay right so uh, I think that was it uh, in terms of uh, I mean like KD I was surprised if KD is not the best after this week, he isn't the best player in in any any fantasy league. So if you've picked him up, then you're probably doing well. And Valanciunas was one we talked about before this season when we did the preview. Um, with Zion out uh, for right. indefinitely, he's the guy that's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be there. So if you've got him and you you get offered a, a good trade, um, when you know Zion's coming back, it's probably worth um, exploring that as well. Okay. Um- you know what else I realized now looking deeper into Capella's stats is that I'm such a rebounds guy and he had seven offensive rebounds uh, in one of those games. And so if I had seen that, he could have been absolutely missing everything but taking offensive rebounds. And I would have been like, oh, he's a great player. Like I'm just, I just have such a value on offensive rebounds that I would have just loved him. Uh, okay, great. Anything else about fantasy before I move off it? Probably. Uh, a couple of surprises, I guess. Oh, yeah. um, three, three that I wrote down here that if they're available in your league, I'd definitely look for. Um, Harrison Barnes, Sacramento, uh, didn't expect much from him this year. Probably would have got drafted in most drafts, but he was he was great. Uh, he's had sort of 50-plus points for most fantasy leagues the last his first two games. Um, Jacob Pertle, who plays for the Spurs, Again, another fringe one that people might not have drafted, but uh, had has had two big games, and probably the guy that I was I've enjoyed watching the most the last last couple of days um, is Chris Duarte, who's a rookie for Indiana, and he had twenty seven points in his debut, uh, which is um, I think the most for any pace of player, and he was amazing. He just there's just no fear, and I watched him play today against Miami. And the, the game was tied with sort of three or four seconds left um, before it went to overtime, but they gave him the, sh- the shot to win the game. Wow. And this is a guy that's in his like, you know, first couple of games in the league and mm. here he is doing that. So um, he, he probably wouldn't, have, he definitely wouldn't have got drafted in any leagues, I would suggest. He probably isn't available anymore, but if he is um, as a fantasy player, I'd definitely be getting can on you, him. Can you spell it for me? I just tried to do it and couldn't make it du- out. Duarte, D-U-A-R-T-E. Chris A R T E. Fucking jingle all the way does already have him. Yeah, he's probably been picked up. Yeah, there you go. That first game was pretty impressive. So, um, you know, they're the guys we talked about where you want to keep an eye on the early games because there'll be those guys that get their chance. Um, 
Darius Garland, who plays for Cleveland, is a starting point guard. There is uh, missed. He played the first game. He's missed. He missed today's game. Um, and then Ricky Rubio is covering for him. So if you've got, if you haven't got um, Garland, Garland might be out for a couple of games. Go and pick up Rubio for this week. You might mm. pick up some points. So just watching the games and just seeing who's out, um, just it'll help you if you if you're serious about the fantasy stuff. And there's no, there's no limit to the amount of times you can obviously do trades. Depends on your league. Uh, yeah. So I would say you need to understand your acquisitions uh, yeah, in your okay. league. So what I was saying before in ours, we get two a week. So you can make two okay. changes a week. Um, okay. So most would most would have some sort of cap. Yeah. Okay. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's tees. So each week we come in with a bet. Uh, this you, The expert here flexes on the rookie. Last week I suggested that we see which one of us sees the most amount of merch. Now, I feel like before before you start telling me the results, because I was just sending you when I was seeing them so that we didn't know the results and then you could just announce it. Um, I, I'm worried that if I ended up winning, I'm also worried that I brought it up because I said to you, I feel like lots of people are wearing NBA merch and you were happy to agree, but maybe you didn't know at the time that I was actually seeing a thousand people every, every day. Um, and the other amazing thing that happened was I saw so many Yankee hats, even just today, today alone, I saw 17 New York Yankee hats. Now I know that there are not seven. I didn't see 17 Yankee fans today. I know that probably less than 1% of Australia know that the Atlanta Braves made it into the World Series today. And and I also know that I would I would easily say that out of all of the hats that were worn in Australia, at least 40 fucking percent of them were baseball hats. At least. Probably closer to 50 and 40% of those were the Yankee ones. The other 10% are made up of Dodger and Boston hats because they're fucking everywhere. It's ludicrous. I'm not sure people know what they're wearing and i certainly don't think that they know that we lost a wild card game to get in and i certainly know that they didn't they, they didn't know that we fucking lost to boston the worst team for us to lose to so it's just a mind-boggling to see that like 17 other people because i was also wearing a yankees hat today i have a beautiful one that has a really small yankees thing which i bought from the stadium during the off season because i just went to go and like walk around that building because it's so amazing and so i know that they're walking past me going oh this other schmuck who just wears a fashion yankees hat um what am I going to do about it? But just 17 of those hats just is an in, in, indication of how my suburb or the area of Sydney that I live in loves its show-off merch rather than its real sports merch. You can blame the iconic for that. Uh, yeah, they, that's a good those, they they have a few they have a few hats out, and I say that because I know my wife has a pink Yankees hat, <laughs> uh, which. Yeah. Kills me because I hate the Yankees. So <laughs> if I knew you were a Yankees fan, then we would have had to change the conversation. So, uh, so getting to the bet. So the week started great. Like Monday morning, driving home, saw a kid in a Golden State jersey, uh, Golden State Warriors jersey. You know, one nil, send it off to you. Yeah, that is the only thing I saw all a week. week. Holy shit! All week. 
Oh, and no. I wasn't sitting. I wasn't sitting at home. I was out and about, and I was staring at people awkwardly, why yeah. trying to work out if they were wearing something. I literally saw nothing all week. I know that you were hanging out of basketball courts, and I totally. So I, I totally understand that. <laughs> well, but from yeah. my from my count, you won nineteen one. Oh wow! Uh, there might have been more, but uh, I I stopped counting at nineteen. So I'm going to give you that one and say congratulations. And we're we're one one. So- uh, so I've got, I've got a couple of desktop stories because I'm also competitive. Boomsy said that you were quite competitive, which which is great, but I'm quite competitive. So there was a, there was a time during the week where it was looked like it was going to rain and I still took Littlest out for a bike ride just because of, on a sports track just in case we saw one. I think we did see one. In fact, I've got, I think I've got a terrible story about that day. And then and then uh, my wife was was spending some a dinner with, with a friend because it was her birthday. And so instead of just using the food that we had at home. I took him out to sushi train, also just being out as much as I possibly could. Uh, we went for a bike ride today and I deliberately took him to a basketball court, just asked him, hey, did you want to watch some people play basketball? He said, yes. So I was like, fucking awesome. Went up there and then found four immediately. Ting, 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 ting. I even sent you that video just to be like, I'm in basketball courts, just stitching you up. But there was one dude, I think the one that I sent you that was, I almost want a minus point on, who had this green hat, a, a green, oh, fuck, which team was it? It was... Um, I think it was Boston. You said wasn't no, it? No, it was. It was a team no, it wasn't. that wasn't the right colours. That's that was the other thing that really upset me about it. It was like I, it was OKC or someone. Anyway, it was a green something horrible hat, and um, I couldn't see it. It was I think it was gold printed like a gold circle and then embossed on it, so I couldn't see it from a distance, but I could see the NBA label on the side. Hornets, like, Hornets, it that's it. Hornets. Yeah. And so this guy was pushing a pram along this bike track, and I was giving it a squeeze, saw the NBA team, we'll try to give it another squeeze. But like you mentioned before, it's a bit awkward when you do that. So eventually I just sidled up to the bloke. I was just like, hi, man, I've got this ridiculous bet going. I just want to double check your hat, if you don't mind. And he was just, sure, sure, sure. But then when I lent it, also expecting to be Boston, because I've seen those hats. I think I think your brother Boom has a great um, hat similar to that. And when it was Hornets, I almost made like a, a ugh, sound just because I just don't deal well with your, your team's being such a different color. It was such a green, like it was such a Boston green. They had that gold hornets there, made no sense. And then there was one other one, that night where I was out, where it was probably going to rain, but it just took us out anyway, um, was the night where I think I also messaged you where I just accosted another poor bloke in the park who was like running through the park. And I just wanted to double check. It was, it was a Miami Heat one. So I just got on his running path while he, just before he got to me and I went, hey man, is that a Miami Heat hat? As he ran past and he went, yeah, it is. <laughs> Like thank you. Just because so competitive, I'm I'm happy to ruin someone's day just to try and make sure that I'm getting that that cap. Um, and the other one that I did was I almost had a car accident where I pulled over driving past a Mr. Whippy, and there were some kids waiting out the front of the Mr. Whippy, and there's a guy, this kid wearing a hoodie, and it looked like it looked like he had a Boston singlet underneath. So I pulled up window down, hey man, <laughs> are you wearing a basketball singlet under your hoodie? Uh, yeah, I am. Thanks, Jamie because and all the people behind me just had to wait patiently for that kid to say yes or, or not the worried. fact that you was not the fact that you were sitting there asking kids yeah. what they're wearing at the ice cream van <laughs> yeah, guy. guy and my and the list in the background going why did we stop there's no you know that's not a red light and i was like give me a second man i'm just trying to win a bet uh you'll understand how important competition is later <laughs> You didn't need to go to all that effort, but it's appreciated. I didn't know. So I didn't know. You, you, won, you, won, sure. you, won, you won very convincingly. Uh, so that was a bit sad. There's a, there's a chance that I don't win another one, but this is the one that I could impact. So, you know, I can't actually shout at KD to make more assists than Devin Booker, which, you know, might be one we do in three weeks. But I can, you know, put myself in parks as much as possible and then 
manhandle children at, at an ice cream van to tell me what they're wearing. All right. So this week, this week we're going to go uh, over under um, Australian players. So there's currently, there's currently yeah. six. I'm going yeah. to say there's six that I would consider on rosters. So we got um, Jock, who plays for the Spurs. He's uh, our a bit of an Olympic hero. So he's he's playing. Um, Joe Ingles, uh, Paddy Mills, Giddy, Josh Green, and Matisse. Um, so of that of that group, how many times will one of them score over ten points uh, this week? Oh. And the uh, the over well the over is three. So this week there was three. So I'll give you the three. Uh, will that happen again, or will it be under that? a good one it's a really good one so three of them got 10 or more it's just double so, digit so, points so, right just double yeah, check so, 10 okay yeah okay. so joe joe ingles had 14 points patty yep. had 21 and 11 so you had three the other guys all sort of were single digits so because oh, patty did it twice patty did it twice so three is your number is it going to be under i'll or, take overs uh, well, i'll take overs. we'll take we'll do th- we'll do three and we'll do three and a half yeah okay, okay so that was um so you've got to you've got to get four we've got to get four then for you to win yeah yeah yeah. i think okay. uh, I, you know why because i want to be positive australians are fantastic humans and and they'll come through for me all right i'm good and also that. i also just quickly thought about your like how many games blah 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 well the nets only had two in this week so surely we have more than two next week and if patty's still trying to do patty things he's he'll at least hopefully pick up another two so then i'm only relying on you know the other 19 sure. other idiots that are hopefully gonna score some buckets. well gidley might might turn up for me ben simmons fucking all of a sudden doesn't have a sore back and he turns up and puts in a couple of triple doubles you know that'd be great uh yeah i think we don't talk about him today i'm, I'm a little i'm a little annoyed about pulling out the mental health card it's something that's pretty dear to my heart and so to then turn up and say Oh, by the way, I'm uh, I got some mental health issues uh, that that kills me. So I yeah. hope uh, I hope that turns out all right. But yeah, he's he's an interesting. We, we won't we won't include him in any bets going forward around Australians. John <laughs> Miller, McKee gets it in the middle for the win. Let's have some questions. I've got some questions. I love my questions. In fact, often I'm sitting watching basketball and instead of tweeting it, I'll just write it down in this little thing to ask you later. Um, first one's a bit horrible at Schultz underscore report Jordan Schultz blue tick he said breaking the NBA is preparing for a massive story accusing the hash sons owner Robert Server Sava uh, of racism sexism and sexual harassment in a series of incidents sources say with enough evidence to support such claims there is a real chance the league will forcibly remove Sava that is them. Yep, great. Um, and then at Joe Cumberwood said statement from the Knicks is forthcoming. So uh, none of this is true or, or or alleged. I've only read these tweets, and so and I've only read tweets. So you know you can take that with a grain of salt. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, so the history is that Robert Sarver is known as a as a, as a bit of a cheapskate owner who oh. has has um, owned the Suns since two thousand and four, I believe. Uh, he has made a lot of sort of interesting decisions over that time. One of which was not signing a player called Joe Johnson, letting him walk and probably potentially costing the Suns a championship the next year when they could have really used Joe Johnson, who then went on to, to be a great scorer. Uh, so as a Suns fan, you don't love Sava, um, but I also take this 
sort of report and tweeting um, with a bit of a grain of salt. I, yeah. I looked into, I, you know, I flagged it to when you flagged it to me and we were talking during the week about it, um, you know, this kind of stuff just, you know, chills me to the bone. I hate this kind of stuff yeah. um, anyway. But um, the idea that uh, it, if, if, if it's found to be true, I mean, it's it's definitely the kind of thing that the league has in in the past made owners sell teams over Donald, Donald Sterling of the Clippers was the, was the example of that um, back a few years ago. But um, from what I saw of the Sun statement, they actually didn't address the, so they came out with a written statement and didn't address the um, sexual harassment claim, but they talked about the racism and uh, uh, I can't remember what the other term was, apologies, but uh, they talked about two sort of specific things within that statement that said that they had proof that it wasn't true and they would, um, you know, have their day to, to, to come out with that. And then the story kind of died, uh, mm. which, which always sort of suggests to me that, all right, there's people that are worried about publishing any of this and how true it is if there's, you know, that kind of story disappears so quickly. So uh, I haven't seen anything more about it since uh, probably thursday so yeah. uh, we'll we'll see how that evolves if but if it's to be true i mean it's 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 a huge story in itself for the nba and look rich white guys are the fucking worst at this kind of shit so for anyone i know who would be racist sexist or sexually harassed someone it would be a, it would be a rich white dude so uh, i wasn't at all surprised just severely disappointed okay my next question is at mark 2sn3s reggie miller is calling that good foul Oh, sorry, is calling that a good foul and talking about making him earn it when the Lakers get the ball back on a flagrant. The NBA is back, baby. Now, a couple of things. There's, there's like three parts to this tweet that I want to break down. First of all, I uh, oh no, I'll get to that one later. Can you explain a team foul versus a personal foul to me? Because I have, I understand a flagrant foul. That, that's made lots of sense. And a technical foul, I think I also get. But, but his, yeah, this is their third team foul. This is his second personal foul. I've always heard those things, even going to like Kings games and stuff. And I've heard them and people have been like, oh, what does that mean? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then just ignore so, the question and kept going. So if, if you can answer that, that'd be great. So every player in, in the NBA, I mean, I think, I think it's his international rules, gets six personal fouls a game. So once you have your sixth foul, you're out of the game and you can't participate anymore. Uh, each quarter, a team gets five team fouls. So any player can commit a team foul. Once the team has five team fouls, then on the sixth foul, the other team goes to the three throw line, regardless of what's happening. So if you, uh, you'll, you'll often see, um, you'll hear the term, they have a foul to give, which means that they're not in what they call the bonus. Uh, so with a couple of, you know, might be 30 seconds left, the team will foul intentionally because they know that they can set up their defense and make sure that they stop the play. Uh, so it's it's as simple as that. And and those team fouls are accrued by anyone for any foul. It's not like, it's not like that. So the second foul, no matter what, is the second team foul and the third team foul. Even if it's a yeah. technical or a fragrant, they're just all accumulated into teams. My understanding is that a flagrant foul is still a, a, a counts as a foul, yeah, yeah. regardless of the um, severity at which it's assessed. If you if it's a grade two, then you get thrown out of the game for a grade two foul, um, flagrant foul. So you know it, it cots itself out. Um, technical, I don't believe is counted in the team fouls. Okay. But someone can tell us if that's not the case. Yeah. Because uh, I only and I only say that because there was a double technical today in the uh, Wolves-Pelicans game. And uh, it 
it was it, the commentators weren't sure what was happening and it was quite confusing as a, as a spectator so my understanding is they don't count but i don't know whether there's been any rule changes around yeah. that which might have made it confusing for the commentators today and for me as a watcher as well yeah okay so i i definitely already understood that if you get a foul shooting that's when you get the two shots and if you do a foul not shooting you pass it in but now i get also that then that's when the team fouls okay that makes sense thanks my thanks part for that tweet was I really like Reggie Miller as a commentator. What do you think of Reggie Miller as a commentator? As a commentator? Oh, I, I really like Reggie as a commentator. Okay, great. Uh, he, he has a great insight into the game. He's one of those commentators that can, they can put on nationally because he doesn't have a bias towards the paces that he represented for so long. Uh, so he's, he's great to listen to. And him and uh, um, the commentators that he's often with are the same guys you hear on Y2K, on 2K and all that sort of stuff. So there's like a, there's a sense of familiarity when you hear him commentate. So yeah, I really like watching Reggie um, uh, commentate. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And I thought he was also fun and, and endearing and, and silly, but also, as you said, insightful. So great. I just wasn't sure if it was because I had a romantic view of him or something like that, but I'm glad to know that it's not it. But I also do have a, a theory about Reggie Miller and I want you to stick with me with this and then tell me I'm stupid at the end. Um, and it's it's about him not getting a chip. So I think people talk more about Reggie because he didn't get a premiership, a championship. And so he often gets talked about more in that elite bracket that has like Ewing and, and Barkley in it. And if he did have one, he'd be talked about less just as like another player who got who got one. How do you think? What do you think about that? Uh, that's an interesting question. Uh Tell me the guy, the guy who my, my the one that I like to put up against him is the guy who played in the dream team. He also played with the mailman and often gave it to him. Uh, John Stockton. Oh no, then, I, then I'm getting the teams wrong. It's actually not um, the mailman. It was with um, oh, oh the fucking ones that won when Jordan went out. Um, Houston. Yeah, Houston. They had those two guys. Drexler. That, Drexler, thank you. So Drexler doesn't get talked about at all because he gets his quick little championship. Then the only time you ever hear about Drexler is when they talk about him versus Jordan for that small period of time. And, and Jordan's just like, he's nothing. You know, it's cute, but he's nothing. That's the only time you ever hear about him because he gets his premiership, his, his, his championship, but Reggie doesn't get it. So he gets talked about that. that and that was where I first saw it when I saw that, that guy. Drexler is an interesting one because Drexler went to a team that had uh, Elijah one on it. Mm. and and won um whereas i think if drexler would have stayed in portland and won his championship he would have been talked about as as like he went to the finals against mj obviously and then they lost in in six um and he would have he he had he won there he would have been sort of talked about in a different way uh i but i think coming back to your your question you know reggie miller was the best player on a and okay i would say okay but he was best player by far on a on a good team uh, and and was at that time one of the most famous NBA players running around. Um, there was you know, there was the whole incident with Spike Lee at the at the Garden where he did the choking uh, gesture to him. And you know, there's there's a couple. If you want to watch some Reggie Miller highlights, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing stuff. At the time, I couldn't stand him. Uh, right. He was really really hated as a <laughs> as, when you watched him play, uh, but. Uh, I, I don't think it lessens what an amazing player he was and the way he shot the ball. Probably in this day and age, we take it for granted that we have guys like Steph Curry who can come out and shoot the ball like that. But like Reggie was one of those first guys that uh, he had his record broken recently, uh, not so long ago, um, but he was one of those guys. He was probably the greatest shooter 
that I saw growing up. I don't think anyone shot the ball like he did. So um, it, he probably can differentiate himself from, from those guys. And I don't think winning a championship would have changed much for him. Have you, have you seen a card of him or done anything with cards with Reg? Uh, he's not an overly popular card oh. uh, card guy. You know, some players are good players, but they just don't get the love and he's never really got the love. And that, I think a part of it is that he never, he was, he was very rarely on the highlights with, with a, with a dunk or whatever. But, yeah. um, and he played in this, in a, you know, Indiana is a sort of small market team that didn't get probably as many national games. So you had to really go and look for, look to watch Reggie as opposed to him being on the, on the ESPNs of the world. So um, he's not, he's not an overly popular card guy um, as such. Now I know that you, from watching our socials, I know that you found a whole bunch, or you were sent a whole bunch of new cards, and, and you're saying that unbox the boxes. Um, what what happened this week with the cards? What, what are we up to? What's what's happening in that wonderful world? Oh, we just uh, we just finally got a shipment that we've been waiting on for ages. Everything's been a little bit slow, so finally got some um, new cards in. There's a few new products coming out. I mentioned in the last couple of weeks, uh, so I was able to bust uh, a bunch of 2021 cards, which has the the latest rookies in them, um, which is always really interesting because most of these cards don't have prices in in the Beckett guide and and haven't had many sales. So trying to like price position what these cards are worth is is pretty fun. Um, I was able to um, open a box of those yesterday with with a uh, one of my customers who we split the box and um, we we did like a bit of a you take one I'll take one split of the box which is pretty fun. Uh, so yeah, it's, it was it was a pretty good week uh, for cards. Um, there's a new release coming out on the 27th called Recon, which is a brand new product. Uh, so uh, that came out last week. They have what they call first off the line, which is the first boxes that have something special in them. Um, mm. And and so a lot of people stayed up and, and bought those. Um, I very rarely buy the first off the line stuff because I don't think there's that much more value in the, in the price difference. So I just buy the, the hobby stuff. So that comes out this week. And then I think in general this week, there's been a lot of interactions with sort of good people in the hobby and uh, it's, a, it's a real community. Um, if you find them good people, uh, and then um, it's, it's good and, and people sort of band together for, for causes and all that sort of stuff. So I, I really like that element of it that you don't necessarily um, get in, in all other in all other sports. And, and there's been a few instances where people have been ripped off. There's always, like anything in this, when you're talking big cash, there's people out there to try and make a quick buck. But the, the community quickly wraps around those people and says, you know, how can I help you? Can I send you some cards? Like all that sort of stuff. So, oh, wow. yeah, it's, it's been a pretty good um, it's been a pretty good week for it. And, um, yeah, lots of sales. But um, uh, that's that's what you want from a from a business, which is ultimately what it is as well. So, um, but but I'm 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 excited for. Uh, it was really nice to sit down and just like open a box and I didn't stream it. Just we just like sat there on a video and just talked through the cards and it was pretty fun. So, yeah. yeah, that sounds great. Well, we found right. our way to the end of another app. Few legends who listened all the way through. Thank you, and we hope you get open looks and clean glass. Cardi B, it's been so romantic to talk to you in the rain here in my car. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you for the uh, Halloween pose. I look forward to um, to to seeing you again on Halloween. Yeah, that's. Good. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do for that now. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on socials like at Brooklyn Netcast, and we'll talk to you next time. Sports best friends. See you later.
Sports Best Friends is hosted by me, Big T, and co-hosted by Ben Charlton. Music by Love Drunk Hearts, edited by Big T. We are brought to you by Cards from the Bench, and we are part of the Brooklyn Netcast Media family. You forgot the bet. Oh, where was that written? Yeah, you're right, bet. I haven't said it, but I wonder where it was. I was after fancy. Sorry. Cool, cool, cool. I no, I definitely want to do it. Yeah, that's why. Do you want to do? Do you want to do want to cut I'll it? I'll slice in? it in for sure. Um, so, right. so, so, yeah. Yep.